0: taking a nice deep breath. Welcome, everyone. This is Lorraine Cohen, and I am so excited to welcome all of you to tonight's compelling conversation. For those of you who don't know me, I'm an internationally recognized coach for One Heart Coaching. I'm known for releasing emotional and energetic blocks, higher realms healing and channeling, and I'm a charismatic broadcast personality. For three decades, I've worked with tens of thousands of women, masterful leaders and healers who are birthing the new story for humanity's time of awakening to deepen self-love and self-care to transform past emotional wounds into wisdom, compassion, and power. I'm a fierce advocate for transformation to restore any value, purpose, self-love, and personal connection to the divine, to turn your life into play so that you can create your boldest, most abundant and meaningful life. I'm also an international best-selling co-author of two books, Unwavering Strength, Volume 2, and Embraced by the Divine, as well as an internationally published feature writer for Bellamia Magazine. As a broadcaster, I've hosted... God, I don't even know how many tele-seminars and interviews online for several years. And what I love most is the opportunity that this online format offers us to come together as a family in consciousness, in intention, and most of all, in love. Today, I'm very excited to share with you my special guest and dear friend, Jesse Ann Nichols-George, who's going to be speaking about Life Code Blueprints The Keys to Opening the Doors to Your Dreams. Before we get started, just a few logistics, and I'll be creating a brief centering meditation so that we can join our hearts, our minds, our spirit, and intention for the call wrapped in love. So just a few logistics. The line is muted, and to raise your hand, press star 2 because we are going to be opening up the call for you to have some personal time with Jesse. And we'll keep that time available as time permits. You'll have an opportunity to submit some questions, so if you're on the webcast, you can submit a question and we'll do our best to get it answered. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, The call will run up to 90 minutes, and you will have access to the replay. So I think, ah, the other thing I really want to encourage you to do as you can is really be present with us rather than doing any kind of multitasking because there's something that's so powerful when we are coming together, focused with intention. Our energies just create this beautiful ripple across the globe. So I do encourage you to really be present, get comfortable. Obviously, if you're driving a car or you're walking around, um just let this be um an expansive experience for you. So if you can, I invite you to get comfortable for a few minutes. And gently close your eyes. Put your attention on your breath. And begin by taking some nice, slow deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose, breathing out through your nose, And just letting go of any tensions, any burdens or any concerns or stresses from the day. And with each inhalation, having the thought of breathing in the vibrations of love. And breathing out anything contrary to love. And as you use your breath, you can feel your body beginning to soften. Resting more and more into your heart. You might even want to put both hands over your heart. And have the thought of breathing in love. Breathing out love. Out into the world. Connecting us all. one by one across the globe bringing us together as family in mind in heart in spirit Hmm. just resting into this beautiful energy for a moment and as we are coming together in this circle We invite all of our guides, the angelic realms and the higher realms. We invite the energies of the divine that rest in each of us, the presence itself within our bodies and within our hearts. All those presences that walk our journeys with us, reminding us that we are never, ever alone, to be with us on this call tonight, to bring their energies, their love, their insights, whatever they feel guided to contribute. And now, just gently opening your eyes and resting in the beautiful energy as we prepare to open tonight's conversation. And as you open your eyes, feeling present, alert, I'd like to take. A moment to introduce you to Jesse on the doors who you might be unfamiliar with. She is a coding interpreter, a scribe, speechmaker, and radio show host. She's the author of four books, Activating Compassion, and its companion workbook. It's founded on the principles of compassion, how to use it to bring more joy into all areas of your life, as well as to open to living your passion and manifesting a Life of Joy and Fulfillment. You, Me, Life, Dreams, and its companion workbook are focused on finding and creating your personal relationship. And in addition, she is a fellow collaborator on Embrace Black Design, the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose, which is an international bestseller. She created the Genesis Clearing Statement and the Compassion Tour and True North Tur- Tour, She has over 34 years of experience working with clients, and her work is founded on living a compassionate life and finding divine alignment. She's the 13th-plus generation spiritual healer, energy tuner, life relationship spiritual and wellness coach, holistic and natural lifestyle advisor. She's also a 13th-plus generation druidic – I know I'm going to say that wrong – practitioner honoring and appreciating the harmony of all things. She blends over fifty different modalities pulled from both Eastern and Western philosophy. And you can learn more about her work at Jesse N, that's with two N's, number One dot com. And if you are on the
1: web
0: you'll see a link directly to her page. I want to tell you another reason why I felt guided supposed to call Jesse. I've been working with her for about eight years. I have made quantum leaps in my own spiritual evolution as well as all areas of my life. There are a number of people out there these days because the modalities that are being brought forward are of such a high vibration because we're moving so quickly into new states of consciousness, higher states of consciousness. And so you will likely or possibly in your travels have seen people who um, are talking about off. But I will bet you that nobody is operating at the level that he is and that's another reason why I'm excited to introduce you to her today. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Jesse on to today's call. Welcome Jesse.
2: Thank you so much, Lorraine. It's an amazing pleasure to be here <laughs> with you. <laughs> you know, I, I've watched you over time and, you know, through the collaborative works and, you know, you, you really hold this high residence and you have these, you know, this, this choosing to bring forward the best people that you can for people. And so it's truly an honor that you see me as one of those.
0: Thank you. And you know, you're absolutely right, Jesse. That I, you know, I, I take these kinds of calls very personally because, like you, we both feel such a strong commitment to our service and wanting to bring so much light on the planet and bringing our own gifts in a way that is of the highest service to everybody's journey and being able to hang out with kindred spirits like yourself who are operating at such a high integrity residence. is a pleasure for me because, you know, one of our roles as leaders is when you find good stuff, you share it with the people that you care
2: about. So why would I keep you a secret, right?
1: <laughs>
2: it's It's true, and, and, you know, certainly I found that with your work as well, that you're doing with the Higher Realms Healing, some incredible, incredible work there. And, um, you know, I I just love to be able to share that as well. And and I think that you bring up a good point with that, Lorraine, that when you start resonating in these spaces and when we're operating in these spaces, which coding helps us to get into, is that, you know, you – you really shift. You, you don't have that fear of I've got to own this or I've got to possess this or I've got to hold on to that. Um, it's, it's really this position of it's so expansive and it's not going to really tread on anybody else's territory. It's just going to integrate. And yeah. I think that's one of the big keys for me as I started unfolding the coding interpretations that it it really just showed where it could weave with everybody else's work. And I said, this is it. You know, yeah. this is – I've done a lot of things, but, man, this just brings them all together. in yeah. this beautiful, cohesive way, in this integrated way, in this non-judgmental way, and people can take the information and then work with whoever their favorite practitioner is for whatever <laughs> they're doing. And run with it and get that much more out of what they're getting from everybody else. And to me, this is such an, a space of abundance. It's such a, a space of really walking in divine energy. And that's a gift. And like you can't contain that at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, what I'm feeling prompted, you know, we have talked about some questions that would – be really juicy for us to engage in. But the first place that I think is important, I always like to create a context. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about what exactly are codes?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Codes, when I do code interpretation, our codes are what we enter the world with. They're kind of like the when we When we incarnate someplace and we've got all these different incarnations going on, they are the vibration or the energy pattern or the program, you might say, that we function under. And the codes interact in all these different ways. I work with primarily names. Um, That's my launching place. But then from that name, for example, I can then look at somebody's flow of energy. I can look at the process that they take every time they cycle through something in life and through life as a whole. And that also opens a lot of other doors. So one of my key gifts is to identify the patterns that are there from the codes. So it's like codes are kind of like one language. They're like a universal language. And and that's a vibration. So when some vibrations get very heavy, we start to see them solidify, like on the, on the plane that we live on <laughs> as human beings. When they get very, very light, uh, they can start to become invisible. And so they're operating on planes that maybe we don't see some of those things. But what happens, basically, those codes are programmed. Just like in your computer, you have coding, and that's a computer language.
0: Right, Jesse. Did we lose Jesse? Give me a favor, folks. Um, just Let me make sure I'm connected. If you can hear me, uh, because, uh, I'm not hearing Jesse right now for whatever reason. If you're able to hear me, if you would uh, press star uh, 2. I know I've got one person with their hand up. Somebody else press star 2 to let me know that you can still hear me. Oh, a lot of people press their hand. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. So I don't know if somehow or another we have lost Jessie because I see her on the line, but for some reason I'm not hearing her. So thank you. Um, Let's see. Hopefully, Jessie, maybe you can hear me because we're not hearing you. That's odd, let's see if I can let me see if I can um send her a text message. I'm glad you can all hear me, but you didn't get on the call to hear me. All right, I've just sent her a text message, so hopefully she'll get that message, and we'll find out what may have happened. Isn't that odd? That's never happened before. Now, here's a weird thing that can happen, just so you know. Um, There are five planets in retrograde right now, and also sometimes, I don't know whether you've ever been on calls before, where the vibrations get so high that it knocks um, the person off the line. (laughs) I've had that happen a few times. So hopefully we can get her back talking because you're all just being so wonderful and amazing and um, you came here to hear her talk not me so hopefully we can get her back talking (sighs) wait a second I'm just Getting a bunch of hands down. I know there was. Hey, Jesse.
2: Hi. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well. <laughs> I saw a you message know. come
3: through, and I go, "How did that message get through?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have an arcade too and I don't get messages while I'm on calls. <laughs> I was just saying,
0: every once in a while, there's these weird technology type things that happen. You know, like we've got five planets in retrograde, or you know, sometimes when you're dealing with a very high vibration, it does all wonky things. But I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to get you back on the line because you were saying really good stuff. And I know, I mean, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of people who have joined us today. About 50% of the people who sign up for the call are here, so I know that you all want to hear lots of stuff. So. Um, so just keep so keep your phone handy in case this happens again, okay? Yes. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> All right. So oh my um that's so funny. Everybody I was talking
2: away and I the call had fallen off in there.
0: <laughs> God, I know. Well, you know, such as live calls, to be sure. Okay, so so you were so you were saying that the um codes have to do with the person's vibrations and you know the the one thing that came to mind I always think it's you know whenever making a point it's, it's great to use an example so that people get a sense of what we're talking about and you can feel free to use me as an example if that would help um, <laughs> I don't you know I don't mind volunteering like for example um, one of the things that Jesse has been working with me on um, has been my cancer diagnosis. Um, As many of you know, I've had four cancer diagnoses of of breast cancer. And so Jesse and I have been doing some very deep work of unraveling a lot of information about that. And part of the work that I've been doing with Jesse is also looking at the, the protocols that I'm using to see if they are in a vibrational alignment with my codes. And one of the things that you pointed out was that I could be doing things that is recommended as an important protocol for a health situation, but if they're not coded to me, they could actually be sabotaging my efforts.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, that's the thing where so many of us, we get used to these things, right? Somebody tells you, Oh, use res quartz for this, or use you know this oil for that, or things like that, because they're standard things, and we know if we look just say on a physical level uh if you eat foods that are you know high in fiber or you know in greens and things like that, that they would be really healthy for you, right, and your body might get some some response to that, but as you're finding out with the work that we've been doing is that something can be technically healthy by physical standards or nutrition standards or things like that, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Right. So I know, for example, with myself, you know, one of the things doctors would say to me because of digestive things that I dealt with in my life is they would say, oh, you've got to. You know, make sure you're getting enough fiber and you got to be getting this much and that much so, you know, everything's doing what it's supposed to do. Well, guess what? I don't coat the fiber. <laughs> and when I put very much fiber in my body, no matter how long of a time I try to build it up, uh, it doesn't work very well for me. And, you know, it's one of those things that my body responds differently and I end up with a lot of other things like bloating and swelling and inflammation. And so that's an example of where something that we normally consider healthy isn't healthy for me necessarily. Right.
3: Yeah. So
2: I have yeah. to then find those things that maybe do code for me that will give me some of those benefits but that I won't react to. So for example, if I go have a pear, then I can get some fiber in my body, but my body will digest it. But if I was to go get Metamucil or whatever other (laughs) fiber product out there on the market, my body's not going to take it.
0: Right. And one of the things that you and I have talked about, I know that we're going to get into this more in depth, and I think that the most fun that people are going to have is when I open up the phone lines. I bet you're all chomping at the bit with that. (laughs) <laughs> because that really is the most fun, and again, um, I have um put down the hands of most people who raise their hands, so if you do want to be able to talk with Jesse, I know that we have um uh one person in Denver has her hand up already, so if you do wanna to talk to Jesse, press star two that will raise your hand, and then Jesse, what may happen is that we've got so many people with hands up that you and I may talk a little bit less so that people can have a direct – whoa, there they went, all those answers. Um, so that people can have a direct con- connection with you and, um, y- you know, get a sense of how the codes could could work. So does that feel, you know, good to you if we don't get to all the questions?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely fine. And And I want to mention, as you've been finding out, Lorraine, You know, I know when we first started working together several months ago, and I said, Lorraine, this is limitless. I can explore anything (laughs) with codes. I can do anything with codes. And I have some things, as you well know, that are still in the works right now um, that I haven't got as part of it. But, uh, you know, we can explore past life things. We can explore locations. We can explore Diet and nutrition things. We can explore diseases. We can explore relationships. Um, it, the journey is limitless. And and the thing about codes is they're going to show us the truth of something. They're going to show us the truth of how we interact with it or how two things interact together. And you know we can't align every single thing in our sphere because there's too much out there. I mean if you just look around like one wall on your room <laughs> and i can guarantee you there's probably at least 150 or 200 codes in that one wall yeah um there between pictures and colors and shapes and sizes and and then all of these things have a cumulative interaction that goes on with it but it is just it, it never ceases to amaze me as i delve into this work what is there and what happens for people when they start making these alignments in their life. And I just see incredible transformations and things happening for people.
0: You know what else has been very cool that you've pointed out to me, and that is the more that you work with the codes, and Jesse does a foundational, um I'm going to call it like a diagnostic it, it's like 16 pages. And in it, she goes through um, giving you some insights about your life. She gives you, uh, you know, like numbers and fonts and colors. I mean, it depends on what you're asking. And when I first came to Jesse, I wanted her help in coding my business. And we worked on coding my website and we worked on the colors. And she, again, she gave me a lot of insights about uh, some of the challenges that I'm facing in my life. And so the more that we've worked, and we've worked in a, on a, a lot during this time, the titles and um, what to charge, I mean, really limitless. One of the things that was very cool that you pointed out to me was that the more I started working with the codes, the more I started to have a sense of how to work with them like organically I was already moving in alignment without, you know, feeling, oh, God, you know, I can't make a move unless I talk to Jesse, because obviously we don't want to be so dependent on having to go to a person where we can't make a decision on our own. But the framework has been so um, empowering for me to get into my own groove and my own flow with the codes. and, And then periodically I'll come back and I'll check something with you and you'll you know, you'll give me a little tweak and you'll also help me to see that I'm already flowing so naturally with it because I've been working with the codes for so long. That's been very cool.
2: Exactly. And and this is where we start to see things like the law of attraction come into play because the more you're aligning on these frequencies, the more you're going to draw these frequencies in naturally. So... That's what I find with a lot of people is is the more they are working with their codes, the more they're going to naturally draw in what's coded to them.
3: Um, mm. it,
2: it's kind of like when you set that, that boundary or whatever you want to say, um, that guideline that you choose to live by and you say, this is it, my friends are going to treat me a certain way, <laughs> and I'm not going to let the garbage into my life anymore. I'm not going to hang out with people who, you know, make me feel bad about myself or cut me down or these sorts of things and have all these negative things to say. I'm not going to hang out with those people. And so then you start hanging out with people who are just really inspiring and they're really optimistic and it's, and they're just – It's very relaxed, and you're able to be yourself. And then you start drawing in more and more people like that into your life. Well, this is a very similar principle that happens is, you know, the more you're working with the codes, your codes, and the more you just naturally find that that flow and that resonance.
3: And what's cool about this, Lorraine, too,
2: is that when, when we're looking at what's coded for us, and I, and I really focus on what's coded because you have two dynamics. You have what's favorably coded and what's unfavorably coded. Um, and of course there are things that are just not coded that are favorable and unfavorable too. But <laughs> when we look at these, these dynamics, we have the aspect of the favorably coded is like being in the blissful twin flame divine embrace mm. and. When we have things that are unfavorably coded, it's like the fatal attraction <laughs> or yeah. the addiction. Um, you know, you know, it's not good for you, but you keep grabbing on to it. So the cool thing is, is that you know, we want to let go of those addictions, and this helps us just kind of accept that truth that's going on and say. Oh, my God. You're, and most people, they, they get to this huge relief and they go, oh, my God, you mean I don't have to do it this way? I don't have to do it the way everybody's been telling me? I can do it my way now? And it's like, yes, that's the way you should be doing it, is doing it with your flow, your energy, your way. And we need your peace, not everybody else's peace out there. We need you to be your peace.
0: There's a different kind of a flow to it that I've also experienced. And one of the other reasons why I got very excited about the coding, and and I I bet people who are listening to this call can relate to this, how many times have you gotten to this point where you've said, I have done all this work, I I have tried all these formulas, I've done all this clearing, and I'm still bumping up against some things. And it may be that the reason is is because – of your coding and you know to me it's kind of like being at a phase so to speak where you may be feeling i'm doing everything right but for whatever reason it's not flowing the way i'm wanting or the way that i'm expecting and what i have found in working with the codes which is uh again it's so limitless that as I've experimented with some different things and just let go of the attachment to what happens, really as if I'm just being playful with it, which is such an important part of working with the codes, is just being really lighthearted and playful um, and then just watching what happens. And I have had so many delightful surprises and things just coming into my life with such ease and such effortlessness Because I have felt in such a strong alignment, and I I think that the timing now is so perfect as people are shedding a lot of things, are starting to reevaluate what it is that they really, really want, and where their heart is really guiding them, that the more that you become aligned with your codes, the more you really start to understand what it feels like to move with grace. That's been my experience. I'm still... I still have a lot of questions, but when I look at where I was and where I am right now, I, I, I feel very, very different.
2: It It is amazing how that happens, and not only do we tend to start handling things with a lot more wisdom and grace in the situations, but we're able to surrender easily to what is happening in the moment and, and handle it better. And I find that too, when people start to step on a code path, boy, you better be strapped on, <laughs> strapped in, hold on, because this is going to be one heck of a ride and your path is going to accelerate incredibly fast.
1: <laughs> and
2: I mean, we're in hyper speed overdrive once you start on to code. Um, so you better be ready for change because if you're not ready for change, codes may not be for you.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so,
0: They will definitely move you ahead very, very fast. And I have also found a lot more peace and stabilization emotionally. Yes. That's been very cool. I
2: I have found that too, and I can give an example, Lorraine, because I have some very challenging codes that I was born with. And part of those codes are, are about... Um, people wanting to silence me, <laughs> um, which means that I had to learn to be independent. You know, I had to learn how to function on my own and not rely on other people. That's part of my code uh, because some of those group dynamics were just not favorable for me. And and understanding that is great because now I know, okay, I need to put my focus in these independent arenas and stop trying to work for a corporation, which, you know, I was able to do. and. Also, I have in my codes this this big coding that's about responsibility and no speculation and I'll tell you this is a heavy code to have <laughs> in your life, but it, you know this is one where you have to meet your obligations and responsibilities before you go out and do too much playing and what I found is I wish I'd known this much, much younger in my life because things would have turned out a heck of a lot different. But when I buckled down and I accepted. These were the responsibilities I had. This is what I needed to do. I may not like it, but this is what I needed to do, and I worked with it, and I focused on, say, paying down some bills and things like that. What I found is I kept getting more money in. I kept getting more assistance in to help me do that. Yeah. But if I went out and I, say, dropped $100 on dinner, instead of paying – that towards a bill, I would end up losing more money. Mm. And the no speculation piece is the piece about, okay, let's say you have a regular job and you're getting $2,000 a month in and you're going, great, I have $2,000 a month to spend and so it should be no problem paying for this in three months, right? Well, if you operate that way under this coding I have, guess what? You may not have a job in three months. It's a very tough coding. So it's about operating with what's in hand. So as soon as I refocused my mind and said, okay, the way my energy works is I have to operate with what's in hand, not what I should be getting in, but what's in hand, totally changed everything. And all of a sudden I had plenty to work with. Mm
3: -hmm. There was no
2: more struggling along the way going, oh, my God, is there going to be enough coming in this month? um that all stopped as soon as I started working with my own flow. So it's not that this is bad energy. It's just the way my energy works. And certainly there are people out there that are naturally coded to success, and I know a couple of them, and they could do anything in the world, <laughs> put a, a minute amount of energy into it, and it just flourishes like crazy. But that's yeah. their code. And that's we definitely. all have developments attached to that and things, too. So, anyways, that's a great example, I think, of what happens uh, when you and, – and I really buckled down with this about a year ago when I came and landed in soup Falls to kind of catch my breath a little bit because last year was an incredibly intense year for me. And, um, you know, a year ago I was just – I was on the road. I was dealing with a lot of things, and I'm looking forward to getting back on the road again. <laughs> but uh, – it was uh it was incredibly intense and while i settled down i said that's it this is what i need to do in my life i'm going to sit down i'm going to run my codes i'm going to figure this out and i did and everything has been stepping forward to help me since then that's
0: beautiful and one of the things that i also hear you saying with that Jesse is that um for for some people who may not feel that they are s coded for success when you start looking at their codes, then recommendations can be made to move through some of those barriers that may not have made sense or or responded to some of the strategies that people have tried before because the strategies may not have been coded favorably. And, you know, the other thing that, that I want to say to everybody – I have stopped trying to figure out how Jessie does what she does. I just know that, you know, so please don't even try to wrap your head around what the heck is she talking about? Because she's like operating at, you know, kind of like a hologram. She's, she's connecting at so many levels. Um, I just look at the results that I get, the experience that I have, the shifts that, that happen as a result of working with her. That's, my testimony and i and i think that bottom line is that that's what we're pretty much looking for when we're we're opening ourselves to doing things in a different way is playing with the idea of it and seeing how it goes i don't have a need to understand it because this is way too complicated for my mind i'm just more interested in how it is working in my life so if any of you are feeling like your eyes are rolling a little bit, welcome to my world, because, the, I mean, like the bottom line probably for you is, how can this be of help to me? So with
2: that, I think we're going to open up the phone lines, yes? I, I'm glad that you said that, because I have a friend in Canada who actually has a line that works very similar to mine, uh-huh. and he understands all the patterns and the codes, and I've been the first one to break Is Formulas and things, and he says, "I still don't know how you do it." And he's <laughs> never been able, I and 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 there's never been a person he hasn't been able to crack, and understand what they're doing. So,
3: yes, just like you said, it yeah. just
2: I bring it down, I bring it to everyday language, and that's why I'm an interpreter because I'm yes. interpreting one language to another language.
0: Perfect. Okay, so I've got five people with their hands raised. For for people to be able to um, talk to you and have you respond, how do you need for them to to talk to you? Do you need them to ask you a specific question? What would work best for you?
2: Hey, you know, I'll just work piece by piece with uh, the individual and what. Find out first what their question is, and then we'll go from there.
0: Okay. All right. Just wanted to set a little bit of a framework, you know, so that we can stay a little bit more focused rather than to be, um, you know, running in some different directions in the hopes that something's going to land somewhere. We are uh, (laughs) scheduled on the call until about 830. So my my request is to really think about what it is that you want to ask Jesse so that you can be as focused. As possible, put a little pressure on you. So I am going to open up the line for Deanne in a second. I'm clicking.
3: Hey, Deanne,
0: how are you, sweetheart?
3: I am great, thank you. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I don't have a question of at the moment. My hand is raised because you asked it to earlier. Oh, so, <laughs> all right, well, Hello.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, but it doesn't mean that I
1: won't, but i' it's not just
0: okay all right then i I'm gonna put you back on mute if you don't mind, sweetheart
1: okay okay Thanks.
0: all right, all right, so the next call is in it looks like it is saratoga California um area code four zero eight I'm opening up your line.
3: hi there, Jesse. It's yes. Tina? Hi Tina. I'm sorry. Hi Jesse. Um, my name is Tina. And hi Tina. Um, I. It's very interesting. I've never heard of anything like this. I'm I'm fascinated by it. Um, I wonder um, specifically with respect to the people insight portion. Are you able to see through the codes the different people that are around you and whether they're coded to you or not?
2: Yes. So, for example, I can actually take two people and find out whether their energy codes are compatible. And so, you know, so many times we've worked by astrological signs and things like this, and we wonder, hmm, how come I get along with this Scorpio here, but I don't get along with another Scorpio born on the exact same day?
3: Right. Why would that, right. that?
2: You know, well, it's because their codes are different. So even though they're born on exactly the same day, they're not the same people.
3: And so how how, so, how do you determine their code, or how, how are you – I I guess I want to know how you have this knowledge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I've worked with over 50 different fields, belief systems, practices, tools, and I integrate that into my wow. work. Um, mm-hmm. But – I downloaded how it comes together, and I'll use various things like numerology and runic Norse patterns and things like that, but I have a gift naturally to spot patterns and how they flow. And, yeah, I use none of these things in their traditional methods.
3: (laughs) So they're all
2: just pieces for me that I just happen to get the information downloaded to me of how to put it all together. And so I actually look at, say, for example, your name and the other person's name. And I look at the energy currents that come out of those names, and then Mm -hmm. are those currents compatible to one another? So nature is a great example. You have two plants. Neither one of them's good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. But you have this one plant, and if you put another type of plant next to it, then it's very compatible. They both grow. They both flourish. Everybody's happy, right? You yes. take that one out and put another one in, but all of a sudden there's a competition going on between those two plants and they release toxicity through the soil trying to kill each other off.
3: Mm, Codes are a very
2: similar way. So, so they will naturally function with or without our consciousness. They're going to function and they're going to be there. And we see the the shifts a lot of times, for example, when people get married in America in particular because Americans are usually the ones that the women, for example, will change their last name unless you're talking about people of the Baha'i faith, which the men then change their last name. But Mm anyway, when one person changes their name and we hear, you know, a little while down the the road, gee, this is not the person I married. Well, you know what? You're right. It's not the person you're married because she changed her name. And that changed mm. your vibration. And that right. changed the influence. And that changed your dynamics between each other. So no, it's not the same person. And sometimes they like it better, sometimes they don't like it better. Um and and so yeah, it's it's just it's two ingredients and do they mix together? Is the
3: basic So what, what's the term. Difference? So what's the difference between the relationship insights and the people insights? So it, it's the same. It's the same principle, because everybody has their
2: vibration that they're operating on, mm-hmm. and it comes down to are those two vibrations compatible or not.
3: So, so even with people in sight, you're really looking at like one or two people, not you know like your five friends and you know your kids and your husband and all of that. <laughs> You know what actually
2: this is a great tool when we look at spouses and partners and children. Um mm-hmm. as a matter of fact I've looked at people's children before and they've come back and they said, Oh my God, where were you when I was raising these kids? <laughs> because, <laughs> because the insight of how they function and once we start to understand, oh, this is how this person functions in the world, I get it now. So I know mm-hmm. what all need to be doing in relation to that person. doesn't matter whether it's an intimate relationship, a child, a family member, a friend.
3: Interesting. It all works on the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Have a great night, Tina. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. What good questions. Okay, I am
0: now opening up the line for Brenda.
3: Hi, honey. Brenda? Oh, here Uh-oh. I am. I unmuted myself. I made good. myself just a good in thing. Time on... <laughs> I muted myself. Yeah, it is. Many times it is a good thing. You're, you're good. absolutely right. I, I know. I was just about ready to go into a facility, so perfect timing.
0: Okay, um, good.
3: You mentioned uh, that you work a lot with names, and uh, uh, for instance, just recently, I've been trying to think about changing my name back to my native my maiden name, but everybody knows me by my married name. And uh, mm-hmm. did, you, did you use the numerology uh, and mm-hmm. other things? I'm I'm going to assume correct when you
2: correct. Um, As I I mentioned, numerology is is kind of a foundational piece. So when I'm looking at the name, there's certain pieces, but I don't look at it in the traditional way of numerology at all. Um, Okay.
3: Basically,
2: basically numbers are something that translate like a language in my head. (laughs) Uh Okay. And so from that standpoint, yes, numerology, but from sitting down going, oh, here's your soul path or this or that, I don't use any of that. Um, you know, it doesn't have that kind of pat formula meaning. Uh It's it, uh-huh. funny you talk about name change because I'm in the process of, of doing a legal change myself where it's been Jesse and Nichols George. And when I was rechecking some codes and I didn't have all of this insight when I took that name on ten years ago and uh and and I'm dropping the second N in my middle name specifically because of the way the vibrations change for me and specifically because of how they resonate with my birth name and that's an important thing is how does that name change resonate with the birth name energy as well. So, for example, it's going to drop a whole lot of heavy energy out of my life and a lot of the challenging blocked energy and open up possibilities for me to work with other people. It's going to open up greater channels for me to be able to connect more with people, to open this work up, to um, to make it a little lighter <laughs> in my life, let's say. So, so yes, name changes okay. are things are, are very, very important. We you know, they they carry these incredible vibrational patterns and each letter within a name is like an ingredient in a recipe. And when you blend all those ingredients you you know, you've got each ingredient which has its own flavor, but then you've also got the the final outcome when you mix all of those ingredients together and what they create when they're blended together.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, uh, you know, it all depends on your maiden name and what that vibrational energy is as to whether I would recommend going back to that. What I've learned with changing titles and names and all of that is I've learned that when it resonates with you, everybody else will accept it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, and because in our puts, little group... Yeah, with with Lorraine, we 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 toss the coin. It's like otherwise, it's uh, like tossing a coin, heads or tails. <laughs> well, and, and it is, uh, an, and and you want to be
2: very careful when you're changing your name because that's going to be the energy you're going to take on.
3: Good right. or bad, it's right. challenging and easy. Thank you. Hmm. Thank You're you for one. calling in. Okay, so
0: now now we're going to go to another buddy. I'm opening up the line for Sue. Let's see if I can get this line open for you.
3: Hi, honey. All Hello, my friends are on are the you? line. I know everybody. <laughs> hey.
1: How's everybody tonight?
0: You tell us.
1: Stellar. <laughs> Stellar and magnificent. My question of Jesse is how do the codes work with jobs? Like if you wanted to change a job, if you wanted to add an additional job into your life, an additional, um, an additional growth in your life. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, this is a big thing because
2: uh, they do, they can give us that insight as to whether a company would be a good company for us to work for. You know, we can look at a company and say, oh, look at all these wonderful things that they do for their employees and all these wonderful offerings they have. But you know what, if they're not coded to us, it's going to be a bumpy ride in there. Um, likewise, if we can find those companies that are favorably coded to us, um, then we're going to be able to excel. In that company, we're going to be able to shine. We're going to be able to be our best, and that's going to be a win-win for everybody involved in that. Um, also, looking at job titles, are those coding up? You know, what is the formal job title? in companies can be a little tricky because you know they they have one main name out there, but their legal name <laughs> might be something different. And we really want to hone in on what the legal name is. So, for example. You know, you look at Home Depot. Home Depot, everybody thinks Home Depot. Well, the legal name is actually the Home Depot. So we would have to, you know, go in and run by that legal name, for example. Um, But it's a great tool. matter of fact, it's, it's something I haven't had a chance to market yet to companies, but I can actually go into a business and find out, you know, is this person really suited for management? You know, do they really have that in their code? Um, you know, I did that last fall. I took a look and said, you know, who's really coded to being president of the United States? Um, mm-hmm. these types of things, because when you're, you know, when you're, when you're looking at that, that's an important thing. When you go into a company, you can have all kinds of skills in the world. And if you're not coded to that company, you could be creating one, you know, faux pas after another there and you're like what's going on why why is this like not working
3: for me i can do this with my eyes closed and one hand tied behind my back you may not be invited to the company Mm -hmm. yeah
1: it's all a vibration
3: yeah and you know with companies
2: it's one of those things i look at and i say well you know, why would you put somebody in management who really isn't coded? There's other leadership areas for them. You know, there's other, other possibilities for them. Or people come into a company and they're not being maximized in the company because they come in and they just needed a job and they needed to work someplace that maybe where they started out isn't really the best use of their skills. Here's never
0: thought also. Um, Sue, let's say, for example, you are looking to start a side business in order to supplement your income. The business that you choose and all the aspects associated with your business, if they don't code for you, then then your ability to be successful um, could be um, really hampered or um, it, you know, it I mean, Jesse, could some tweaks be made with something like that? If she, let's say, was looking at opening up, you know, another aspect of her business that didn't code favorably, how could she work with something like that with the code?
2: And, and that's where we would look at things. And if somebody has a business that they're doing or they want to start up a side business or they want to write a book or any of these things – we want to get the title in there so it's going to code well. We want to get what they're calling themselves or their works um, to code with them. And and that will draw in those favorable energies. Um, mm. Sometimes that means changing the name. Uh, some people, there are some things like I wouldn't necessarily go back and, you know, change the title of any of my books because I didn't have this information ahead of time. I will let them be. <laughs> so to say um but you know going forward i would certainly you know make those changes and adjustments and make sure that what i was doing going forward was
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: well okay and i was just curious jesse how are how do you think that corporations will respond to your uh use of coding
2: you know, it's it's very interesting, and I'm not sure yet because I haven't completely figured out how to market it. I have some ideas. But what I – when I have talked to some people, they've found the concept very interesting, and they've been very intrigued by it. And I think once they started seeing the results, that would make a huge difference as well because it saves the company money. if you hire somebody that's coded to the company, and that the company's coded to, you're going to have a much more devoted, loyal employee, and that employee is going to do more for you because they're feeling their self-worth in that situation. They're able to shine in that situation and that place. Uh, whereas, you know, hiring somebody who is unfavorably coded could be that person that Pulls a lawsuit on you, so it can make a big, big difference for companies. And I, I think even if companies are just looking at the bottom line, this is something that makes sense
1: <laughs> to them. Well, it makes just as much sense if you if you promoted it as um they do a Strong Campbell inventory or they do a Myers Briggs or anything like that. And it's the same thing, in essence, yeah. finding the right person for the right position.
2: Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Definitely. thank you
1: very much. It's been really interesting.
2: Thanks for joining. I oh,
1: appreciate it. You. Bye now.
0: Bye-bye, sweetie. You know, Jesse, I'm also reminded when you and I first started talking and I had thought about stepping away from calling myself a coach and because I was feeling that so much of my work was more on soul guidance, you very clearly told me that dropping the word coach from my description, was a, was a disservice to me because I was so strongly coded for coaching. So based on that, I made sure that I, I had that back in and shifted some of the language around. It was very powerful.
2: It's interesting, too, that you bring that up, Lorraine, because so many times we get stuck in our head that something is not as strong of a term because we've been programmed that way. Um, for one reason or another. For example, I just was running some information on, on somebody that came to me through Total Summit that I had done recently. And that person said, yeah, I don't, I don't use the legal spelling of my name because it doesn't feel feminine enough or this or that. But once they started to understand what was in their name and I posed some questions in the information I sent them and said, are you avoiding this because you've had bad reactions to um, standing in your power
3: Mm. and
2: having that much power and that's been threatening to people and you were around people that you didn't have a choice whether you could be around them for one reason or another because you were a child and you were in this family situation or whatever it was. And she came back, she said, I am always using my legal name again <laughs> after what you
1: described to me
2: because we do these programmings of what, you know, society brings in this programming about competing and it constantly has everything that's competing, everything lesser or better than and everything's equal. You know, the, the term coach is no lesser or better than the term advisor. Um, The key is that we find something that matches the person's work that also codes to them so that it has that descriptive, so that it has their vibe to it. Um, You know, your vibe, Lorraine, is very different than other people's vibes out there. And some people have a softer vibe and some people have a, a stronger vibe and some people
3: want a vibe that, you know, has certain things to it, and that's great. You know, that's great. Let's find the thing that
2: that, that vibe that codes for you. And as you you've well experienced, sometimes it's a very subtle shift. It might be using the word a instead of d.
3: It might be making something singular or plural. It's that. Sometimes it's that simple.
0: You also explained something to me that I found to be very fascinating. I want to see if I can capture this. And that was that um, there was something that you pointed out. Um, I'm going to use you as an example because it's the one that's coming to mind. You said that you're not coded for the earth. And my mind went, well, what the heck? How could you possibly be here if you're not coded to the earth? And what you explained to me, it was the word earth, not that you're not coded to be here, but that the word earth you weren't coded to and you needed to change. Maybe you changed it to terra firma. I don't know. But in each person's language, for example, um, a person from France might be coded for um, for a different word for water or they would be coded for a different word for water than somebody in the U.S. who would use the word water. It's whatever was resonant with their language and then to see if it was coded for them. And if it wasn't, we'd have to go to a different word. That was fascinating to me. Is that Does that make sense the way I said it?
2: Yes, and and that's exactly right. And in some ways, it means I I also don't connect well to earth, <laughs> and I I just operate on a plane that you know uh, sometimes my energy is drained out here a little bit uh, just because it's it's heavy and and it's like oh geez is that really where the focus is <laughs> today? But you know when we look at Earth and the land and things like that. Like you say, it's about finding the word that our coding will resonate with. And as you mentioned, that could be terra, for example, instead of earth. And that might be what my thing resonates with. So if instead of saying earth, I say terra. Uh, For somebody, instead of saying water, they say aqua. Um, That might be their coding for water uh, on there. So Perfect. there can definitely be subtleties If somebody's really needing to work with something. It's just about using the terminology that brings it into a favorable space for us. Um, so there, in that sense, there's kind of a neuro-linguistic programming thing mm. <laughs> that goes on in this yeah. Uh and, and it's just, again, it's the way it resonates. So, like, if we're using a bunch of terms that aren't, compatible with our codes, then what happens is people, even if they don't understand it or understand why or what's behind it, they will unconsciously sense conflict. And so when we're surrounding ourselves with all these things that are unfavorable or we're using a lot of terminology that's unfavorable for us, then we're creating a lot of conflict in our sphere, and conflict is going to draw conflict. But when we're utilizing a lot of words that are very harmonious and that match and that work with us, and we're surrounding ourselves with a lot of things that are coded for us, then we can be presenting basically the same thing with just a slight difference in the name, and all of a sudden everybody gets it and they're like, I want a piece of that.
0: <laughs> right, it totally changes the vibrations. Yeah.
3: Totally it
2: completely that. changes the vibration because then what people sense is they sense that divine essence. They sense that higher, loving, accepting space of safety, and they're like, I want to be a part of that
3: because mm-hmm.
2: we all want to be in that energy, and we know if we're in that energy that we're that's going to build and we're going to have more of that energy there. So, yeah, yeah it's it's subtleties that can make huge differences. Just dropping that one letter from my name, which is what I'm in the process of doing, completely changes the way things work for me.
0: Fascinating. I'm going to open up the line for Roxville, Illinois, area code 815. And you're on the air.
3: And if you got yourself, good. I was going to say if you've got yourself on mute, you want to take yourself off mute. <laughs> um, the kind, of, the question is kind of multiple layered, I guess. But um, what's I'm your hearing, name first? My name is Susan. Okay, hi Susan. Hi there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> okay, so. Um, we're always vibrationally changing, and things that we can do to uh, say we if we heal something, we come in with certain wounds or challenges, and so we're always changing all of that. And I mean, say for instance, I was told in an Akashic record reading that I had a code corruption from this particular time in my life that it was something that I was exposed to, that I had to work on healing that before I could go to something else. Okay, mm-hmm. so my question is, if our codes are always changing and we have certain corruptions to address, for certain reasons, before we can be doing these other changes, and like you said, our names change and all of that sort of thing, how do you work with your codes if they're continually changing?
2: You're, well, there's there's two aspects there. On one hand, your code your personal codes are consistent, but Everything in the world you're interacting with, so yes, that can create adjustment. So you you create more consistency by having more things in your life that are coded to you. It's it's a matter of balance. Um, we're never going to get 100% of our life coded to us because we can't choose for other people. <laughs> the trees are placed where they are. The type of trees are where they are. You know but if we can get even 60 or 70 or 80% we've tipped the scales in our favor. And so when you start to endeavor on a process like what you're talking about and you say okay, I've got this thing that I've got to work out. And what we do is we sit down and go okay, how is that thing interacting with your code? And your your birth codes are not going to change. Those are consistent. Whatever your legal name is is going to be consistent until you change it, if you change it. So, I, I'm honing in on those energy patterns, and we look at that interaction for you. What well, this I'm particular thing is.
3: I mean, if, I mean, we get presented opportunities and we make choices and if we choose to marry this person it sends us off in this direction or we choose to divorce this person it sends us in that direction mm-hmm. i'm just i'm trying to to figure out um how how you work with that Mhm so if you if you're
2: in a relationship or marriage and you leave that relationship your
3: energy codes are only going to change if you change your name legally.
1: Okay, Otherwise they're
3: going to be the A person does a lot of um, healing work and spiritual work, and they've really, really addressed some tough things that they had to address. Like you were saying, you're coded for these particular challenges and to track these types of situations. And say you, you really, really are committed to making those changes happen, but yet there's no way to make a change in that particular coding that you came in on because you're just going to always be facing that? I'm always going to be facing that to a certain extent. Now, of course, the more
2: I develop myself spiritually, the more I operate on a conscious level, that becomes less and less of a challenge for me because I understand this is what I need to do. This is what's going to be my emphasis. I'm always going to need to meet my responsibilities first. But that doesn't mean that I'm always going to have heavy responsibilities because as I continue to bring more favorable influences in to interact with my code and I place myself in those more favorable connections, then that is going to become less of a challenge. That's going to settle down and settle down and settle down unless I consciously go, hey, I think I'll just, you know, go blow $10,000 that I don't have.
0: You know, the point that I feel that Susan is is kind of questioning is it almost sounds like um, if this is the way it is and this is the way it's always going to be no matter what I do. Uh, So is that kind of in the vicinity of where you're at, Susan? Yeah. So what I hear Jesse saying, what I've personally experienced is that there are, Certain energies associated with me that will always be a part of who I am as I navigate this world. But the more that I, the more aligned I become with what is naturally resonant with me, as these challenges come up, they don't throw me. I move through it with so much more grace because I'm in such a stronger sense of balance and harmony within myself. So, they don't become something that is too, um, that has more power over me anymore. And just think of, you know, that as just using a totally different kind of an example. Like, you know, the more self loving you become, the less you may find yourself reactive to the people and situations in your life because of the shifts that you make inside of yourself. The more home to yourself you become, the external world no longer has the same impact on you as it might have had at a time when you were less aware. So, so Jesse, is that a good example? What I'm what I'm using?
3: Yes,
2: and and even even those things that can be challenging in our codes are really our tools. You know, they're as much a tool as anything. So when you look at these soul processes, we have these these tools to work with, which are called our codes, that will help us make those breakthroughs in our soul path, that will help us
3: further along the way. Okay. I I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at is how do you utilize them to to get further on your path and bring in the opportunities that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. Can I jump in here for a second and just use an example? Of course. Okay.
0: So in March, I had an idea of a teleseminar that I wanted to do. And I felt really strongly about it. And I can tell you that there have been times when I've done other teleseminars that I also felt excited about that didn't exactly um, bring the kind of registrations that I've wanted because when I put things together, I get very excited about it. So I sat down with Jesse and I worked out a title that really – Um, resonated with the message that I wanted to communicate. I worked out a price with her, which was a little shaky for me, because it was a price I never put uh, on a teleseminar before, and I worked out the time of day that I offered it, and I worked out the date. And
3: I can tell you that it was a phenomenal success, and I had a blast. It's a great example, Lorraine, And, and of course, we uh, there's a another person
2: that I recently did some coding for, and she's really trying to open up on her spiritual path. And matter of fact, she's getting ready to head off for France.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> on a I know trip what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. That she is putting together, and she does women's journeys that open up all the senses to the feminine energy, and it's amazing what she's doing. And when we started I'm like, okay, this is not expressing your message. In a 3 week period we totally revamped her website. We redid her newsletters, we changed the title of her tour,
3: <laughs> which
2: I think she was kind of like, you you're, you're going to do what? <laughs> change the title of my tour. I had her change out pictures on the website, the whole works. We changed the phrases, we changed what she called herself, turned it around. She sent out a newsletter and You know, even though everything didn't book fully for because, I mean, she had dates and everything already in place, there was only so much we could do. What happened that she found is where normally she might get three or four people clicked through from her newsletter. In two days, she had 90 that clicked through. So to go from three or four to 90 in two days, I mean, that was, like, phenomenal. And what happened that I kind of warned her about, I said, I don't know how much this is going to impact this year's tour, but it's definitely going to drive your interest for next year. And what happened is even though she didn't get all the numbers she wanted this year, and there were a lot of pieces to that, what happened was she's already got
3: people for next year, which means her next year's tour is already a go Beautiful. because of that. So it's opening her spiritual journey tremendously because
2: she's learned, okay, this is this is what's gonna flow for me. So you stop the resistance phase and everything. You stop the forcing and the pushing and and all of that and you and you relax and you take the ride and you go, Cool, where's this gonna go? <laughs> you know, and it it actually accelerates your path so much more than just doing uh, delving into to some you know a piece of of what you need to break through. It really helps you understand what you're breaking through, so that you can really make that breakthrough.
3: Does that help for you, Susan?
2: Yeah,
3: very good. Yes, thank you for your information.
0: Yes. Excellent. Thank you for asking your question. Really, really good question. Yes. Thank you. We have one more person. We have a little bit more time, and it's also somebody that I know, haven't spoken to in
3: quite some time. So, hello, Susie in Australia. Susie. Susie is on Skype. You have yourself on mute, my friend.
4: Yes, sorry. I- I'm here now. <laughs> Hi, honey. <laughs> How wonderful to talk to you again. You as well, my friend. Mm. Well, I'm absolutely fascinated with this um the codes relating round to your sort of name. Um and what I was gonna ask uh Jessica was um what I was going to ask was, I just recently, uh, when I first met Lorraine, I think I was called the Abundance Queen, um, and then I was called the Heart Whisperer, and then recently I've just stitched all my labels just to become Susie Cheel, but that's not my, my legal name is actually Suzanne, which is interesting. So
3: my question is, how all this affects one? How it all affects is- A a person by using different names yes
4: using different um well i've gone to using the name that i've been using for oh i don't know since i was in my teens i suppose my father used to always call me susie um so i've gone to just using susie chill but without any of the uh, um, attachments
3: or the labels the labels that one uses And, you know, what's, what's interesting is a lot of people do
2: shorten their names for one reason or another, and there can be a lot of patterns behind that, Susie. Um, there can be things, as I mentioned earlier on the call, um, where somebody is hesitant about their power of their full name. Uh, there's something that they feel maybe is more playful, or maybe they just took that on because that's what they were called when they were younger in their life. And that could have been somebody exercising control over them because of the way their codes were interacting with each other um in things uh i I've had people like that in my life where they wanted that dominant position, and the codes were not necessarily favorable, so they would always shorten my first name and uh so. Definitely, they have a little bit of impact because if we're using or calling ourselves something all the time, it's just like a a title, a mm. business title or position or things like that, that energy is going to be connecting, and that's that's something that we're using a lot. It's like the energy of your home you spend probably at least eight hours a day in your home on average and so, your home environment's going to have a huge impact on your codes, just like somebody who goes to work for eight or nine hours a day. That work environment's going to have a huge impact on their codes because of the volume of time that they're in that environment. Mm. Um, so when we use these nicknames and things like that, if they're favorably coded to us that's that's great um, but if they're not favorably coded to us, we could actually be creating some challenges for ourselves in that process. Or it could be unfolding, you know, when I've looked at things, it could unfold and say, oh, maybe you're not owning this piece of your path or this piece of yourself, or maybe there's a deeper uh, understanding to be had in what that's about. That's
4: that's very interesting because I've found in um, letting go of the label and stepping into being Susie Chill um my my the, my birth name is Suzanne, and my reaction to being called Suzanne is um I've been in trouble but it used to be it was used um it was sort of used in that way I think when I was younger when I was in whether I wasn't doing something probably or not my full name was used um and I you know I know it's a beautiful name but i um i to step back into that, I feel like I would have, um, yeah, maybe lost part of myself. I've been Susie for 40-odd years or mm-hmm. 50-odd years, I suppose. Yeah, about
3: 50 years. And and part of
2: this would be, you know, how does it integrate with everything else? So, for example, I could sit here and say, okay, Susie is kind of energy for you. In all honesty, it's not maximizing your potential, but if you go Susie Q, for example, then you bring in a whole new layer for yourself that is much more empowering. Mm. Um, and the, the the name Suzanne has an incredible amount of power. Of course, it all depends on how it's spelled, but it it can carry an enormous amount of power. So if that was If you had negative experiences as a child with that name, it very likely was because somebody was trying to suppress your power. There was somebody who was competing with you because of whatever was happening. Now, the other piece of this is how it all interacts, because we could sit there and go, well, you know, if I just looked at that first name, you know, Suzanne would be the most powerful name for you. But until I started to look at your whole name, then that blending of Suzanne with the rest of your name may not be the most favorable energy, and Susie might be the most favorable energy. Right. Okay.
3: Fascinating.
2: Yeah. So it's that whole piece because, yes, the individual pieces are important, but in coding, coding is one of those places where two wrongs can definitely make a powerful right, (laughs) so to say. You know, two really challenging things could make a beautifully, you know, incredible flow. Um, and and this is where we could see two people come together who are a total mess, and all of a sudden they thrive into their higher selves, you know. Or you have two people who are just incredible people, and they come together, and all of a sudden they're just bickering and arguing, and, <laughs> and it's all blah, you know. Um Okay. It's not that anybody's right or wrong. It's just, it doesn't mix. Uh, you know, it's like that recipe. It's like a recipe. You have certain ingredients. You can put them together, right? Some flour and some sugar and some milk and you make a lot of difference with those three ingredients. Um, and have it come out depending on the proportions of each thing you have in there. But then, you know, if you take baking soda and vinegar, right? Old, old, uh, science school experience, you've got a volcano going on. <laughs> and you've got a cleaning product as well. <laughs> and you've got cleaning products. <laughs> right? So it's not that it's a bad thing. It just not might not be the thing to use internally, but it's great for cleaning, right? <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right.
2: Coats work very well that. You know? Yeah.
4: It may not be my coats may not be good for this, but man, they're darn good for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's the same with the labels and things that we use or what we call ourselves also can, what you're saying, can influence what's going on in our life, what's going on in our business as well.
2: Very much so. And and I work with coaches a lot. And and more and more, you know, I, I try to encourage coaches. I said, don't even worry about having a title if something isn't flowing well enough for a title don't even worry about it just simply yeah. say there isn't a title what i do is such and such yeah um you know this is a thing and, and i think our society's moving away more and more from titles anyways but yes they do have a powerful impact and i've watched a lot of coaches just in changing that title made all the difference in whether they were being recognized or not and whether people were sharing their posts, whether people were, you know, paying paying attention to their work um, or, or what they were doing. And it, it wasn't that they were changing their work. They just got a title that resonated with everything.
4: Honey, mm. well, you fascinating. Thank you so much. Thank you for you're joining welcome. the call,
0: Susie. Much uh-huh. love to you, my friend. Continue to be well.
4: And same to you. Thank you, honey.
0: Well, uh, I knew that this call was going to go fast with everybody's interaction, and it's been wonderful. And, Jesse, uh you know, I want to invite you to also share uh, a little bit about what you're up to now, how people mm-hmm. can contact you. Uh, your contact information is on the webcast, but let's put it out again. If you want to learn more about how your personal codes can change your life and work with Jesse privately. We'll get that information out to you as well. So what are you up to and what do you want folks to know about now, Jess?
2: Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and I'll say be patient with me because I'm in the process. In about a month and a half I'm going to completely revamp my website. <laughs> <laughs> and it may mean that I'm changing the domain name <laughs> to code better. Um, <laughs> With all the other changes that are going on right now. So I, I myself, I live what I talk about. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for, and, and each step I take leads me into that greater awareness. Um, I'm making a lot of shifts and changes in my life this year, so I have not booked a lot of events. But I do plan to start bringing out coding events where people can come and delve real deeply into their codes or delve into a particular area and see more about how codes work for businesses or nutrition or whatever it is um, that I, I offer up, and that will be coming up, like I said, probably more next year once I'm better settled and know where I can schedule things. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> um
1: yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, this, this door is constantly opening. I'm constantly adding new dimensions. Like I said, I've got a couple of things in the works that are not ready to be released yet but uh are in the works of taking us to, to doing some earth healing. I'll probably be doing some earth healing circles around. Uh but they can they can for now contact me through Jesse N Nichols George, the number one dot com. That's my website. Um and and do that. And I do have a special offer, Lorraine, for anybody who's listening that wants to take advantage of code. Anybody okay. who wants to get the uh foundational information um you know, wants to do some coding work with me, uh, I will offer up to them one free option along with the foundational information. So if you pay for the foundational um interpretation, I will give you one free option to go with that um, for you to explore. So whether that's business or whether that's name changes or whatever it is that you want to delve into, um, we can do that. So um it's a great deal, great thing to take advantage of and what we'll do is we'll just we'll make it available until let's say May 15th.
0: Okay, great.
2: So that gives people about 2 weeks to work with in there and um and they can take advantage of that but this is this is exploding work for me and <laughs> and my journey is opening a lot of doors right now. I've got a Facebook page um Jesse on Nichols George coding interpreter. You can follow me there on Facebook as well if you want. And um yeah the doors the doors are flying open with this work
3: right now. And so if very any very of supportive. you
2: have any difficulty finding Jesse,
0: you can contact me. But here here's some things to think about. If you've been trying to drop some weight, if you're dealing with some health issues, you can Code food. She can uh, code your business. She can code your relationships. She can code any hurdle, any area in your life that you want to open up in a bigger way. She can code your purpose. There isn't anything that she can't code. So think about if you've resonated with this conversation, if you are excited and want to explore what might be possible with her, then. Take advantage of connecting with her and see what doors can open for you. I don't know anybody who is working at this level. Like I said, I've been working with her for eight months. Uh, we're just now starting to open up whole new levels of work together, and it it has changed my life. So um, listen to your heart. It will guide you. And if you feel that resonance to contact her, then listen.
3: And so, and, and
0: is you is know, there and anything I'll, else you would like to say that you have not said, my friend?
2: I, you know, it's funny you you, you mentioned that, that the, every time you say, isn't anything that I can't code, it, yes. it's so funny because I think of how many times you would come to me with something and go, you can code that? <laughs> okay. Hopefully
0: and I'm I've like, yep. said all of this. Well, okay, I'm not on mute, which I can do sometimes, so. We may have lost Jesse again, so on that note, I thank Jesse for so generously sharing this exciting work with everyone. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. I will be keeping the registration open for this call, so if you know of anybody who would benefit from hearing this conversation, please do invite your friends to register for the replay at LorraineCohen.com forward slash media. And on that note, let me wish you all a very blessed rest of your evening, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us.
3: God bless you all until we meet again. Good night.